Blog Talk Radio. The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the host and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. is January Jones. She is not a young, beautiful, talented actress on Mad Men. She is not an older, gorgeous, exotic dancer from the Johnny Carson Show. She is an author, and she wrote, Thou Shall Not Wine, The 11th Commandment, that reached number one at Amazon.com. She is a reality TV golf personality with World High Stakes Golf televised on HDNet. She is a humorist and winologist expert. She is your featured host today on January Jones Sharing Success Stories. So sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh and listen to Ms. Jones with her eclectic roster of guests as you learn life's lessons. These stories plus sharing equals success. Welcome and remember, beware. Because you are entering the no-whining world of January Jones. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a wonderful day. And I can tell you, it's going to get better, believe me. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast today. As you can see, I'm going with the Glitter Granny brand. And I've chosen gold as the Glitter Granny's color of the day. Get us in the spirit of Christmas. Isn't this a wonderful time of year? I'm getting so excited. And I'm sure you are too. Now for my listeners, let me ask you a question. Have you ever been to a psychic? Well, if you have, I'm sure you remember it. And I hope it was a wonderful experience for you. We all remember these encounters. My very first psychic experience was incredible. It was with uh, Sylvia Brown, and I was fortunate enough to go to her retreat in San Jose, California, and spend a few days with her. Amazing. Changed my life, and I'm sure this interview or this podcast today will change your life. Can you imagine what it would be like to have the afterlife explained to you in a way that you could actually understand it? Do you wish you could meet someone who could tell you about afterlife frequencies and answer your questions? Have you ever met someone who has talked to dead people? Well, you're in luck today because you're going to meet two people who have done it. Have you ever heard about an amazing book called The Afterlife Frequency? We're going to talk about it today. And I think it'll be a great Christmas present for anyone you know who has suffered a loss. 
If you can answer yes or maybe to any of these questions that I've asked you, then you are in the right place. And I am January Jones welcoming you to January Jones Sharing Success Stories. So now it's time, rest, relax, go get some cheese, get some crackers, sit down, and let me tell you a little bit about my guest today. He is a psychic lawyer. Yes, you heard me right. (laughs) That's an amazing title, isn't it? He's an Oxford-educated attorney, licensed to practice law in Florida and Washington, and before the Supreme Court. He's a traveler to mystical locations, remote, remote corners of the ancient mysteries, and supernatural phenomena. He's been on the show before, and I am so pleased to welcome him back to the show and to actually get to see him person finally. Welcome, Mark Anthony. How are you today, Mark? I'm doing great, January. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. But And I have to disagree with the introduction of you where it says she's not a young and beautiful. Yes, you are. Let me tell you something. Uh, for all the listeners, uh, the last time I was on January's show, it was strictly or, you know audio. And when I got to see her today, it's like, wow, she's a knockout. So January... Hats off. <laughs> well, I'll tip my hat to you, darling. You know, it, it's, uh, uh, as I approach 80 years, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying this renaissance of my uh, youth transferring through middle age, old age, and now to the best part of life at all, the part where you're experienced and the part where you can pretty much say anything you want. <laughs> well, you know, um, a uh, what's that old saying a beautiful young person is an act of nature and a beautiful older person is a work of art oh my god so you are without a doubt a work of art both both inside and out and i appreciate that you have this forum to to share ideas and concepts and things that you don't necessarily hear in the mainstream media yeah you don't. And, uh, you know, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit uh, before we get into the real interview about the pandemic. And I was curious to know how it affected you. You know, in the intro, I mentioned uh, my friend Sylvia Brown. And I was doing a little research on today, her today. And in 2008, uh, before she passed in 2013, she actually predicted the pandemic. She predicted yes. that it would happen in 2020. And what an amazing prediction. And this pandemic has just been so uh, difficult for some. I call it the pandemic pause. Some people have struggled and some people have come out of it better than ever. How has it worked out for you, Mark? It it definitely changed everything because as I entered 2020, I was putting the finishing touches on the afterlife frequency. So uh, I was getting ready to do a whole nationwide tour, but I have to back up a bit. In the last quarter of 2019, I was doing readings for several people. And I'm a psychic medium, so I communicate with spirits. And in several readings, the spirits of of my clients would come through and they all kept projecting surgical masks. And I was asking my clients, well, 
uh, was that person in the medical profession? Or are you a nurse or a doctor? And, and they were like, no, that doesn't make any sense. And then they all kept, they meaning the spirits, all kept talking March 2021, March 2021. Well, when March 2021 rolled around, <clears throat> excuse me, I started getting a flood of emails from people saying, now we know what this meant. The spirits were coming through and talking about when we had to start wearing masks in 2021. And I received several messages about COVID. It's affected me in many ways. Um, I certainly started doing more online uh, interviews. I have my own show now every Thursday on the Transformation Network, The Psychic and the Doc, with my co-host, Dr. Pat Basili. So people call in and I do a reading, and she's a psychologist. So they, they get her um, um, uplifting insights. It's been very, very, uh, very popular. We're going into our second year now. Oh, uh, I, yeah, I finished, I finished um, the afterlife frequency, and I started writing for Best Holistic Life magazine as well. So uh, people can find out about all that by, by visiting my website, which is afterlifefrequency.com, just like my book. But one thing that really astounded me, January, is during the lockdown, Spirit started giving me other messages. And, you know, I keep track of, of what happens because I call the other side, uh, not only do I call it the afterlife frequency, but I call the spirits there the collective consciousness. And that's because spirits are connected to other spirits, connected to other spirits. And that's why, let's say I'm doing a reading for somebody and a spirit comes through and begins to give information that far exceeded the scope of anything that person knew when they were living in the material world and living in our world. Mm -hmm. And they told me that humanity was given a glimpse of what we could do if we acted in unison, if we put our geniuses, our brain trust towards working together, it said, um, you know, the pandemic was going to happen because, you know, human history is, is filled with, with one plague after the next. Mm -hmm. And then I thought about what they meant and think about it for six weeks, all of a sudden, the sky in Mumbai, India, people could see the skyline because the pollution subsided. Same thing in Beijing. In Venice, Italy, for the first time in 400 years, dolphins were spotted. It's like nature and Mother Earth started rebounding. And then all of our medical um, scientists, our biologists, our brain trusts were sharing information worldwide on how to come up with treatments and a vaccine. We were given a glimpse that if we stop trying to destroy each other and work together, that we have the intellect, the technology, and the ability to solve all of our problems. And, it was, and, and then all of a sudden, you know, and I'm not going to get into the politics. We got to reopen the country. We got to do this. And there was this rush to get back when for a brief moment, we caught a glimpse of what could happen if we stopped fighting and started communicating. Oh, this is such, this is why we're having the show today, dear. This is our message. And it's such a, I'm all about positive uh, programming. 
and lifting people up and getting them to uh, think about things in a different way. And right now, we're going to think about a book that I wrote called Thou Shalt Not Wine, the 11th Commandment. We're going to hear about that, and we'll be right back with Mark Anthony. Lately, there's a whining epidemic in our world. People are even whining about whining. Are you sick and tired of listening to everyone whining all the time? So was January Jones, the author of Thou Shall Not Whine, the 11th commandment that reached number one at Amazon.com. Ms. Jones based her book on a survey of the top 10 things that people whine about at all ages and all stages of life. January is a success coach that can tell you how to help others. When you buy Thou Shall Not Whine, the 11th commandment, you'll find out what people whine about and how to stop them from whining. This is the perfect gift book to give or get for any occasion. Thou Shall Not Whine was voted the best gift to be given anonymously for those special people in your life. Ms. Jones is an internationally known author in the style of Irma Bombeck, specializing in housewife humor with her book being published in Korea and China. You can find Thou Shall Not Wine at Amazon.com. Welcome back with Mark Anthony. I'm so excited to have him on the book and his on the show, on the podcast. His book, The Afterlife Frequency, has been a game changer, as I shared with Mark before we went on the show, in my family. My husband of 52 years has been a totally supportive skeptic. <laughs> and I had him read the book this week. He couldn't put it down, which was an amazing thing for him to concentrate that long on anything. <laughs> and and he, he, he got it. It's like, Mark, the light bulb went off. Because your explanation is a logical, scientific explanation that anyone can understand. And, of course, he being an airline pilot and uh, Army helicopter pilot, he read it. And it was, I, I have to tell you, quite frankly, it was, it was a little miracle in our family. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm honored. I'm, I'm very honored. And... You know, your your husband is is exactly the type of well, I wrote the book for everyone, but what I was thinking was if if I were questioning this, how would I want to explain it? How would I want this explained to me? And the thing is, you know, yes, I'm a psychic medium. I was born with the ability to perceive and communicate with spirits. But it's genetic in my family because both my father and my mother had these abilities. And my mother was a commercial illustrator and artist. And my dad was, he had been a Navy SEAL and then he was an aerospace engineer. So her dad was a real no-nonsense guy and seeing spirits, especially when he was in the military, kind of freaked him out. But he told me when I was eight years old, I remember and I love my dad, you know, I, I, daddy was just awesome, you know, and I remember I'm an eight year old and, and I knew that daddy worked with astronauts. So to me, he was the coolest guy ever. We were looking at the stars and he said that there is an explanation for everything. He said, Mark, there's no such thing as a mystery. There are only questions 
for which we do not yet have the answers. And if enough research, enough funding, and enough dedication goes into anything, you're going to come up with an answer. We may not figure it out right away. We may not even have the, the science or the technology to determine it, but eventually we will, and ultimately it will be based on science. And so this it resonated with me my entire life, mm -hmm. and I've never seen faith and science as mutually exclusive. And, and traditionally, for centuries, they have been. You know, ever since Sir Isaac Newton and the Enlightenment, you know, it's, it's like the, the scientists are in one corner of the boxing ring and the spiritual uh, people of faith in the other. And, and, you know, it's been this constant struggle. But I've seen that within the past century, and, you know, I'd say since the late, late 1900s with the, um, excuse me, the late 1800s, the late 19th century with the advent of, of quantum physics, yeah. I think the distinction between faith and science is beginning to blur because in many ways they both discuss the same thing, but using different vernacular. Yes, yes. You know, uh, what struck me when I was reading your book was your term the electromagnetic soul. And that resonated with me uh, because I, I uh, sadly, many years ago, my first husband was a test pilot who was killed uh, testing in a helicopter during the Vietnam War. And I was a young widow with two babies. And I had the experience of an after-death conversation. And it's something that I treasure. It's something that changed my life. It's something that answered all my questions. I know I was very lucky to have that. But the description of electromagnetic soul just fits into that experience that I had. That is a term that is the culmination of, of my life's research. Okay. Yeah, I and, get it. And where that comes from, in a nutshell, is we know that everything, we learn in, in science class in, in school that everything's made of molecules. Molecules, in turn, are composed of atoms. Atoms, in turn, are composed of electrons, protons, and neutrons. And we now know that they are composed of the smallest particle, which is a quantum. And an electron technically is a quantum because it's the negative charge of a quantum. Um, and it's one eighteen hundredth the size of a proton. But long story short, January, everything on the most basic level is a quantum, which is a particle of electromagnetic energy. And, and on the subatomic level, biology and physics no longer are separate because we're dealing with electromagnetic energy. And that means you, me, the air that we're breathing, the radio waves that the show is being broadcast, Mm -hmm. chairs we're sitting on, not to mention the surface of Mars, are all made at the same subatomic level of electromagnetic energy. And then what has every um, um, great teacher of faith taught us since ancient India, then through Zoroaster, Moses, Buddha, Jesus, Confucius, Muhammad, all the way up to the modern era, um, that our soul 
pre-exists the body, comes into the body, moves on after the body. And we now know from the field of neuroscience that the brain does not create consciousness. It merely hosts it, like your computer hard drive hosts the programs on it. And then physics pops in again. Energy is neither created nor destroyed, only transferred from one form to another. And all of a sudden, this all clicked with me. It all came together. So the electromagnetic soul is a description of what we really are. Pure consciousness, which you can call a soul or a spirit, that is eternal electromagnetic energy. And my, my friend and colleague, Dr. Gary Schwartz, uh, who's the head of parapsychology, psychology, physics, surgery, um, and is working on the soul phone project, technology to communicate with spirits, mm-hmm. he uh, presented the electromagnetic soul in one of his lectures, it was such an honor. I was in the audience and I was like blown away when he <laughs> brought the book up. And yeah. he said, I want to take this a step further with what Mark's saying, because people have said, well, that sounds all very technical. He said, well, then look at it this way. Electromagnetic soul and soul stands for source of universal love. Oh, wow. And, and there we have it. You know, right. love, yeah, love is energy. I mean, let's face it, loving someone's very exhausting. <laughs> um, I mean, it can be wonderful and all that. And if you have teenagers, you really know how exhausting that can be. But, and and, and I'm, I'm, I'm slightly joking there, but mm-hmm. yeah. the, the truth is we, we now are beginning to see parallels between what people of faith have been teaching us um, with electromagnetic energy. Think of Moses encountering the burning bush. The bush that burned, yet did not burn. So if you lived in the Bronze Age, like Moses did, and suddenly you were encountering an intensive concentration of electromagnetic energy, a.k.a. God, how would you describe that? You would use the terminology you were familiar with. And in the Bronze Age, outside of lightning, the most powerful form of radiant energy was fire. So he's seeing this encounter, yet it's not consuming or burning this bush. And you get the same thing in the Pentecost in the New Testament, right. where after Jesus has, has departed this world, I mean, after you know the, the account of their resurrection, where his mother Mary and his disciples, all of a sudden they begin to channel, if you will, the power of the Holy Spirit, and they see tongues of fire above each of their heads. Now, for people in yoga, uh, chakras, uh, yeah. for people who are psychics, we see chakras. And the crown chakra, the one associated with the pituitary gland in your brain, when you see the, the uh, crown chakra, it tends to waver and flicker. So and now you're in the Iron Age. How would you describe that? It looked like a tongue of fire. And, I mean, I could go on and on because all the different faiths talk about this. Um, you think about halos in art. I mean, behind me, you see I have a statue, a, re- a replica of uh, one of the objects taken from Tutankhamun's tomb, and it's the goddess Isis, and she's got a halo. Well, the ancient Egyptians had halos, the Hindus, the Buddhists, the Jains, uh, Christians, Muslims. You go through the art throughout the millennia. What's a halo? A halo is an aura. What is an aura? Well, a light bulb has an aura. Why? Because it has an electromagnetic field, and you're seeing the glow of that field. Surprise, 
people have them too. So that's part of what the EMS, the electromagnetic soul theory um, that I present in the afterlife frequency explains. It's, it's incredible. And, you know, when I lost my first husband, I knew that he was pure energy. And as you discuss in your book so brilliantly, energy is constant. It never changes. It never goes away. It's always out there. And now we're finding out that it's out there and uh, willing and able to reconnect with some of us if we're lucky. Let me ask you a question. Are you still wondering who killed Kennedy? Over 50 years later, the assassination is still a mystery. It is unfinished business for our country. Now, get ready for a theory that you've never heard before, but will make more sense than any other conspiracy theory that you've ever heard in the past. January Jones speaks the unspeakable in her book, Jackie, Ari, and Jack, The Tragic Love Triangle, connecting Jackie and Aristotle Onassis romantically prior to JFK's assassination. Did you know that Ari was Jackie's guest in the White House during the JFK funeral? He was the only non-family member who was invited by Jackie to stay there during the funeral. Aristotle Onassis was one of the wealthiest men in the world, with the means, the motive, and the money to order an assassination that was the perfect crime of the last century. Ari needed class, and Jackie needed cash. They were perfect for each other. Now, what is Camelot? It is but another tragic love triangle. Jackie, Ari, and Jack is available at JanuaryJones.com, Amazon.com, and Audiobooks.com, read by Ms. Jones. Welcome back. Hard to believe it's been 60 years since the assassination, and people are still asking, who killed Kennedy? I'm here today with Mark Anthony, and people are asking him all the time <laughs> about how this works. Could you explain? But he's, he's done it. He has accomplished the job, and his book, The Afterlife Frequency, is must-reading, especially a great gift during the holidays if you have anyone who has had a loss or is struggling. Okay, Mark, let's go back. We talked about electromagnetic soul. The other thing that really resonated with me in your book was when you talked about being accessible, allowing it to happen, and you used the um, term raft, R-A-F-T, and that that really resonated with me. Let's talk about that a little bit. What does R stand for? Yeah, the RAF technique. Well, I was here in my office, and I was working on, on the afterlife frequency, and I wanted to – see, not everyone's a psychic or a medium. We all have the same basic physiology. We all have the same physiology. So we're all capable of having a psychic or mediumistic experience. And people say, well, why can't I do it, you know, the way you do it? It's like, well, why can't I play guitar like Eric Clapton or swim like, you know, Michael Phelps, okay? Yeah. It, it's, it's, you know, or do math like Stephen Hawking. 
the thing is, we're all good at doing different things, but we can still have the experience. I mean, I can bang around on a piano, but don't expect, you know, Elton John or, or Rachmaninoff to happen. <laughs> so, so I'm sitting here like, I got to figure this out. And I hit the dreaded writer's block. In January, you're a writer. So, you know, it doesn't it always happen on the day that you've scheduled just to work on your book. Okay. You know, and whenever I'm in a hurry or I have an appointment, all of a sudden I get these brilliant ideas. I got to make a couple of notes real quick before it leaks out and I forget it. But so I'm sitting here and nothing. I mean, dead end, nothing. So I thought, okay, I'm going to go for a walk on the beach. I, I live near the ocean. So I'm walking down my driveway and suddenly I get these cold chills and tingles. Well, I knew that that was electromagnetic activity. Okay. And I thought, okay. And see, that's why people think spirit communication is scary because that's the same physical sensation that you get in fight or flight. So people immediately jump to the conclusion, you know, in, in spirit contact that it's negative. We have to realize it's not, it's a neurological response to an electromagnetic impulse. Okay. And then I realized I was being directed in the opposite direction to walk down this bike path. So I go, okay. So I walk down this bike path. <clears throat> it's around 11 in the morning. And I see these two objects shining in the light. And I walk up to them and it's a nickel and a penny. And, you know, both my parents are in spirit. And I, I bent over to pick them up and I hear a mom's voice. If their head's down, it's bad luck. And I start laughing because my mom's family was of Italian descent. And, and I love my Italian heritage, but boy, we have a superstition for all occasions. So I'm yeah. laughing. And then I hear my dad, his family, they were uh, waspy Baptist Pennsylvanians. And he goes, it's money, grab it. And I'm laughing and I'm holding this nickel and, and a penny in my hand. And all of a sudden I go, oh, six cents. And then it hits me, six cents. The next thing that happened, I see an image of my father in my mind's eye. Okay. Now, granted, he had been a Navy SEAL. He was a NASA engineer, but he also was a swimming instructor and a scuba diver. And I see him in, in my mind's eye standing up to his waist in the ocean, you know, near the beach that I grew up on holding this blue canvas raft. And I remember that raft. We used to, you know, ride waves on it. And we had a lot of fun with it. And I go, raft, raft. And then I hear my parents' voices in unison. Mark, teach people to recognize signs from spirits. Accept the contact is real. Feel it without overthinking and trust the message. And then I'm like, oh, my God, raft technique. And I ran back. The words just flew out of me. I mean, I typed and typed that. I didn't care about grammar. I just got the everything that they were giving me down. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that was one of the most important uh, messages that that I I could could pass on to people to teach everyone how to recognize science from spirits. Well, let's look at how I got it. They walked me through it. All of a sudden, I'm having writer's block, so I get these tingles that mm -hmm. me in the right direction, all right? Um, so I, I, and then when I saw the coins, and, and, and I, I, I had this electromagnetic uh, tingles going through me, so I recognized the signs from, the, from my parents' spirits. I accepted it as real, okay? Ah, it's the third step, the feel without overthinking. And this is where people tend to go wrong. You immediately, oh, this is a coincidence. Oh, I must be imagining this. Oh, this can't be real. Oh, there's the next one. 
people torpedo the experience right there. You must feel without overthinking. When you start hyperanalyzing, you create a block. And then trust the message. Trusting the message. In this day and age, there's all sorts of, well, in, in the history of humanity, there's been all sorts of violent and, and crazy people doing yeah. that. I received a vision. Look, and I want to make this perfectly clear. There's a difference between messages from the collective consciousness, which you may call the divine, and my parents were the spokespeople for my collective, and messages from the human ego. The human ego is another way of looking at it is edging God out. And that's when people will claim, oh, I received a vision and that they are prone to commit acts of anger, bigotry, hatred, violence. Messages from spirits, messages from the divine are about peace, love, healing, resolution. They can involve protection. They may give you the heads up warn you, intervene to prevent perhaps um, uh, 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 some type of accident or, or in many of the readings I get spirits will give me health information about the people that I'm doing readings for telling mm-hmm. them to get this condition checked. And so that's the difference. So if right. you think you're getting a vision to go start an insurrection or fly an airplane into a building or blow something up, yeah. that's not from God. That's not from the divine. That's not from your loved ones and spirits. That is from your own ego-driven agenda. And, and it's very important, I think, for everyone to understand that. You know, interestingly enough, recently I was given a gift by one of my daughters with a, a reader here down in uh, Sarasota. And uh, I was able, and I was able to recognize I was connected by five or six spirits from the other side who made contact with me and gave me messages. And the message that I received was that the only two things that are important in my life are love and forgiveness. And I was able to leave that session in the most positive frame of mind. And you're right, you're not going to get negativity from the other side. The people on the other side, they're here to love us and help us and share with us uh, really, really important lessons. And if you're fortunate to be open enough to recognize it, there are many gifts waiting for you. Don't you agree? Oh, absolutely there are. And uh, I want to address something. A lot of people feel that spirit communication is somehow... Um, evil or negative. And a lot of people go to the, uh, scripture, the books of Leviticus and Deuteronomy. Um, and it, in Deuteronomy, it says, you know, don't consult with mediums and, and all this. Uh, and that's in Deuteronomy 18. But if you continue reading, it's a very long passage. There's a, a, um, a Deuteronomy 22, where it says, how do we know a word the Lord has not spoken? And it said that if, if the message received by a prophet and that's what scripture refers to as a a medium or a psychic does not come true then it's not the real thing so in other words if what comes through is truthful and can be verified then it is and then when you go into the new testament 
to Romans 12, verses 6 through 8, talks about the various gifts from God, including prophecy. But one of my favorite is the first book of Corinthians, chapter 12, verses 4 through 12. And it says that we are all given gifts from God, and it it gives a list of them. And it specifically says prophecy and discernment of spirits, plural. And that's what spirit communication is. So a lot of misguided religious extremists, um, they take the salad bar approach uh, to, to religion. They pick and choose what they want so they can cast the first stone. But when you start in, uh, I, I, I've been studying the Bible. I've studied not just the Bible, but um, the Bhagavad Gita, the, the Vedas, uh, the Quran. I study all religions. And, you know, this whole idea of oh, spirit communication is bad, but all of these belief systems are loaded with people who communicate with spirits, and it's seen as a positive thing. And I know there's always going to be people who disagree with me, but isn't that the beauty of living in a free society? <laughs> we have freedom of speech and freedom of, and dare I say, from religion. <laughs> Oh, my gosh, I think I should have Bill Maher on the show next. (laughs) But in the meantime, we're going to talk about two books I wrote about priceless personalities. And these are all amazing people that have been on my show that I have been able to share with you. Have you ever met someone who was unforgettable? Someone who has touched your heart and soul? People who have faced difficult problems? People who have struggled to find solutions. People who fearlessly shared their stories. People who have not only informed you, but inspired you. People who have priceless personalities. I have been fortunate to host an internet radio talk show called January Jones Sharing Success Stories. And it has been my privilege to interview hundreds of guests. My guests have shared their stories, their struggles, their secrets, and their successes in their own words. In this book, we're talking about people dealing with problems such as incest, molestation, runaway kids, child abuse, drug abuse, polygamy, unemployment, scandal, and starting over. Then there are my guests dealing with difficult physical struggles such as blindness, cancer, and birth defects that are beyond traumatic. My guests have all been exciting, eclectic, and energizing. They have amazed, amused, and even astonished me. I have adored getting to meet them, and I adore sharing them with you. Attention all listeners, Priceless Personalities, Success Stories Shared by January Jones, Volume 2 is now available at Amazon.com in paperback and Kindle editions. You'll be able to meet 10 amazing people who will be sharing their own personal stories with all their struggles, successes, and solutions sprinkled with lots of humor and hope. Priceless Personalities features a teenager who becomes one of the famous Supremes from Motown, a nurse who has a humorist helps people to heal, an inspiring laughter yoga instructor, a mother dealing with the loss of a child, an incredible motivational speaker, a woman who married five times, a gifted paranormal nurse, a wise economist, a funny female humorist, along with an older man sharing his sweet childhood in the Deep South. 
January's guests are all amazing and amusing. You will never forget meeting them. Go to Amazon.com for your own priceless experience. Welcome back. And I'm with another very, very priceless personality that I've been honored to have on my show. Uh, Mark, let's talk a little bit about you sharing with our listeners your website, uh, your books, how they can get them, how they can contact you if they'd like to have a reading. Uh, certainly. Um, and just like, you know, you held up uh, my book, The Afterlife Frequency, and yes. my website's the same, afterlifefrequency.com. And even if you put theafterlifefrequency.com, you'll still go to the same site. And I encourage and invite everyone to sign up for my newsletter to keep you up to date on my upcoming events. 2023 is going to be pretty action-packed. I'm going back out on tour, so I'm okay. looking forward to that. You can find out about my books, The Afterlife Frequency, Evidence of Eternity, and Never Letting Go. And as January, and I really want to thank you for saying how uh, my books would be the ideal Christmas gift for anyone who's facing not just the holidays, but the rest of your life without a loved one. Mm -hmm. And this, all my books, don't expect a dry read. I know we talk a lot about science in this interview, but yeah. I try to write my books like juicy novels. And the <laughs> reason for that is I was bored stiff in the practice of law, reading boring legal opinions. Law school is even worse. I mean, try <laughs> trudging through federal basic income taxation. It was like, oh my God. But, but the thing is, I, I promise I've never inflict that on anyone. So you can visit my website, afterlifefrequency.com, to sign up for my newsletter, find out about scheduling a reading with me, my uh, live stream show, The Psychic and the Doc, where you can call in, and about uh, getting your free online subscription to Best Holistic Life magazine, uh -huh. uh, which I'm a writer. Uh, so, so all that you can find out at Afterlife Frequency. Dot com. Wonderful. And, uh, and, you know, reiterating the holidays, you never know what to give people or what to get. This is a good gift. Uh, this is a gift that uh, will help people heal. Uh, it's a difficult time of year, especially for anyone who has gone through loss at this time of year. It's a sad time, but yet you have to pull yourself together, guys, and go one step at a time and take it on as it comes. I'm down in Sarasota, and now where where are you in Florida, Mark? Uh, I'm near Kennedy Space Center, uh, about a, um, on the east coast, central Florida. Uh -huh. So pretty much if you draw a line straight across the state from where you are, that's uh, going to be my neighborhood. Okay. And, um, but, you know, I spend a lot of time uh, in, in California. Uh, since the pandemic, I haven't been in uh, Cal. I don't think I've been out there. I've been uh, to Arizona, Utah, um, Colorado, and um, South Carolina, Virginia. So I've, I've been doing a little bit of touring, hoping to do, do some more. Um, um, well, not hoping. I'm, I'm definitely doing some more in 2023. It's already set up. Well, we spent over 40 years in California, and we loved it. Uh, we left when my husband retired and went to Arizona, but then the altitude at 5,000 got to my lungs, and now we're in Florida. And uh, all three places are wonderful paradise places to live. Um, I'm glad you're going to be doing more touring. You know, this is what's happened after the pandemic. We all kind of 
we all hibernated. And uh, I had been on hiatus for three years with the show, but then after the pandemic, I'd come out of my cocoon and it's good. It's good. We all need to get out there and reach out to other people. We, we do. Um, and it's interesting because I saw on the news today, they said that the last, the flu season's really bad right now, but the last two years it hasn't been because people were wearing masks. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get into the whole mat because some people go just crazy about this, but, um, you know, just use your common sense. Use your common sense. Uh, But all I can say is I'm really glad that my parents and grandparents didn't act as whacked out about vaccines, uh, about the polio vaccine, as some people are now. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, I I prefer, you know, I I read science. (laughs) I'm a science guy. (laughs) And and I guess I'm a science gal, too. And I'm so thankful I had the uh, sock vaccine. And I remember when I was in uh, five years old and the first funeral I ever went to was for a little boy who was seven years old. He was in his first Holy Communion suit and he died of polio. And yeah, that's the first funeral I ever went to. And believe me, our parents raced to get the vaccine for us and it changed our lives, all of ours. So we have to be, as you said, very open to science. Uh, and your book is just an incredible uh, scientific uh, experience that both myself and my husband could read and enjoy and relate to. It's been so fun having you on the show. Now, before we go, I always ask my guest if they could have dinner with one person besides me, living dead. <laughs> Who would you choose to spend a dinner hour with, Mark? Oh, there are so many. Um, you know, uh, Jesus, of course, would be at the top of the list. But I have to say, Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein. He's always been one of my heroes, uh-huh. and just to to experience him, his mind, uh, and the joke I like to make is, well, Cleopatra would be very interesting too, but I think I'd want someone to taste my food first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If she didn't like you, people that she didn't like tended to disappear. But uh, I think Albert Einstein, because he really was a beautiful blend of genius and faith. And he was a genuinely nice man. And I have to admit that when I was at uh, Princeton university, I snuck into his classroom where he used to teach and technically it was off limits and I wasn't supposed to be there, but I just wanted to stand for a moment right where he stood. And it was such an honor to be there. Oh, for sure. Did you go to Princeton? I did not. I was on a speaking tour up there. I I, um, uh, went to law school in Georgia, but uh, my practice of law or rather my study of law also included some time at Oxford University in England. And that was really cool too. I mean, walking down hallways that you knew that the likes of, of Shakespeare and Winston Churchill and Queen Elizabeth I and maybe even Henry VIII walked down was just, uh, I, I just loved it. I remember the day I left Oxford, I was fighting tears. I, I was just so happy there. 
uh, it is it is just an amazing place. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, and I look forward to having you back again. Our show is live at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, and uh, next week, Jim Messickham will be with us, and his mother was um, uh, Mrs. Cunningham from Happy Days, so he's a great impersonator, so he'll be sharing his story with us. My 79-year-old thought for the day Two things to make your day better. One, do not watch the news. Two, do not get on the bathroom scale. There you go. (laughs) Thank you for entering the no wine zone with me today. Please share our stories and our show with everyone you know. Remember, Stop whining, start smiling, just the way Mark is doing now. And if that doesn't work, then you can just start eating chocolate, lots and lots of chocolate. Dear listeners, take care and stay safe until we meet again. We want to thank you for listening to January Jones Sharing Success Stories. Always remember Ms. Jones' personal mantra, if you can think it, you can do it. That's what all of our guests have done with their lives, and so can you. You are the ultimate success coach in your own life. All you need to do will be to start sharing your own story with your family and friends. We hope that our guest stories will encourage you to explore an equation in your future that will combine your creativity, plus connecting with others will enable you to be successful too. Always remember, your passion plus your purpose will equal prosperity as you explore the wonderful world of January Jones.